Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Good to have you here. This is the Maximize Your Influence podcast. This is podcast number 313 as we get into dealing with bullies, those difficult, those aggressive people that we need to spend time with, that we need to persuade. How do you do that? We'll give you a few more tools, and that's the key, more tools. The more persuasion tools you have, the more influential you're going to be, the more money you're going to make, and the better relationships you're going to have. That's the bottom line. That's how it works, and most people don't have that many persuasion tools, as we'll talk about today. So we have the blunder today, the geeky article, and listener email. Quick commercial, everything you need at MaximizeYourInfluence.com from your Persuasion IQ test to get the free book, Maximize Your Influence. Pick up a little shipping and handling. Do I'm testing out Coach with Kurt. If you want your first persuasion session free with me, go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And you can also check out our special of the week. So housekeeping is done. Let's jump into it. It's been a pretty good week. No travel this week, so I'm in kind of creation mode, working on the book and working on a training series under Charisma and that perfect persuasive presentation. And we'll be sending out a survey to ask you, what do you want to know about Charisma? What are your challenges with presenting to others? So let's start off with our geeky article. This comes to us from McGill University, the Journal of Neuroimage and Futurity.org. Org about the tone of your voice and how trusting you are with people have different tones, different accents. And we like to say we don't judge, but we judge all the time, especially if it's over the phone. And so the study has found that we like people that sound like us, and it depends on the tone of their voice. The example they use is that you're in a strange neighborhood, your cell phone's dead, you need to find the closest garage, car's having some problems. A couple of people on the street chime in and they send you in opposite directions. One person sounds like a local and speaks in a nonchalant manner, while the other uses a loud, confident voice but speaks with a strong accent. Who are you going to trust? They found that you need to be speaking in a confident tone, and you're likely to believe someone that has the same accent as you because it activates different regions of your brain. There's the own group part of your brain and outside the group part of your brain. So you fight or flight. Are they like you? Those are things you're trying to figure out right away to understand if you're safe or not. Going back to our caveman brain, that subconscious trigger, that's what's happening. Now, of course, there's the visual cues, but then the voice and your tone and even your pitch can also trigger trust or distrust. In fact, listen to these three clips. I'll put this link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Here's the first one. He would make a good leader. Did that trigger trust? Here's the second one. He would make a good leader. Did that trigger trust? And here's the third one. He will make a good leader. Did that trigger trust? So which one was it? Now, I don't think everyone voted for the same one. It depends on background, experience, subconscious triggers. But that's the power of a voice. So if the accent's the same and you're speaking in a confident manner, people are more likely to believe you. And let me add to that. 
The more you inflect down at the end of a sentence, the more confident you will be perceived to be. I know I was just in the Middle East. The person I was with started speaking with another person, and I could see the connection was going. It was in Arabic, so I, I was just reading body language and tone of voice. And they connected, and he pulled some strings, did some favors for us, and found out. Most of the connection came, they found out they were from the same country, had the same dialect, had the same accent. So in the study, these participants listened to a series of short, neutral statements. And this was all done in English, different accents from all over the world. Then they asked the people, the participants, how believable they found each statement. As they listened, they were doing MRIs on the brain to capture areas of the brains were activated and the differences in the responses to the in-group versus the out-group speakers. And they found it came back to tone in the accent. When it was the same, it triggered a different part of their brain and the other piece, how confident they were in their statement. So it's real. You think body language is important, and it is. But what I call verbal packaging, the way you use your voice, the words you use, the confidence you have is a big piece in your ability to persuade and influence. So I encourage you to record your voice. Have somebody else listen to it or even listen to it yourself. I know it's painful, but man, you're going to get a different feel than what you really think is going on. Because that's part of persuasion. That's why it's so important to have a coach. What you think you're doing right or wrong, it's very different than what you're actually doing right or wrong. And then our friend Homer. Don't, don't, don't. Time for the blunder of the week. And this goes to me. I'm think I'm the top blunderer on the show because I guess it's easy to pull from. And this happened a few years back to me. I was working with a few youth groups, and uh, they meet every once in a while. And this time they were going to meet, and there was a little competition. I love a good competition, and this is what it was. You had to bring food, a little get-together, with something using an avocado. Now, I'm not a big fan of the avocado. Probably, I'm not going to go into the big story, but being forced to eat avocado soup growing up, not a good thing. But anyway, most people like avocados, and we needed something unique. We wanted to win we all got together and decided to create avocado ice cream. Now, you're not going to find that in the grocery store, at least in the United States. There's other places where you can get avocado drinks, and I've seen avocado ice cream. But at the time, I didn't know that it existed. But I Googled it, and my friend Google said, there's ways to make avocado ice cream. And so we made it. And it was good. People loved it. It was delicious. We were going to win this contest for sure. The judges were coming around. They were tasting a little competition, having some fun. A sure win. I mean, what a unique thing. Avocado ice cream. Everything else was lame, like guacamole. I guess it's not lame, but not as creative as avocado ice cream. Some use it in a sandwich, but hey, this was ice cream. And then we got second place. I mean, how do you get second place with avocado ice cream? And everyone was loving it. And we came back, and I talked to the judges. We were crushed. I mean, we put a lot of work and effort into this because my group was a group of boys, younger boys, and... We were just slopping it into a bowl. People were tasting it, and then we were relying on the merits of the flavor, which we thought was a competition. What we didn't know is the judges were also judging the presentation, the display, how it looked. <laughs> we were just slopping it into a bowl, this green, gooey, cold mass. And even though it tasted good, we lost points because of the display, because of the presentation. And sometimes we don't think about it. It could be our own display, how we look when we meet someone for the first time, our website, our product, the colors of the product, the whole display factor. We like to rely on the merits of what we're offering. It's also that first impression. I mean, the way they slop on your food at a high school cafeteria or a prison is the wrong type of display. 
than you would if you went to a high-end restaurant. I mean, it's very different expectations. So how you present yourself, how you present your ideas, how you present your product, people are going to judge that first impression, just like the tone of your voice, will make a big difference. One example I can give is, I don't know if you remember buying software. Now it's all downloads, but here's this little CD in a huge box with styrofoam. But when you're going to spend three, $400, you want something big. That was the perception back then. And so a big, thick box, good colors, different things in the box. But the reality is all you needed was one little CD. That's all about the presentation. So let's get into content. It's going to be based on our listener email. Oh, boy. And you can contact me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. When I use your email on the show, you get a subscription to InfluenceUniversity.com, home of the Advanced Persuasion Program. This is from Lisa from Toronto, Canada. It says, Kurt, thanks for the podcast. I'm learning new tools every week. We met at your Influence Up seminar in Canada. Here's my question. My boss is a borderline bully always in my face, almost threatening. I don't want to quit. I like everything else about my job. I am making good money. How can I persuade this bully? All right, Lisa, great question. I think we've all worked for that boss that was bully, mean, intimidating. Of course, we all had the bully on the playground growing up. Those difficult, those aggressive people, those intimidating people. And uh, men and women, research does show, are being bullied, are being harassed, are working with difficult people across the board. Women tend to report it more than men, but it's happening to both genders. So let's start with what's bullying. How do you define that aggressive people? Sometimes they overlap, sometimes they're different. An aggressive person is all about the win-lose. They don't care about you. They're in your face. They threaten you with their behavior. They're going to get it done no matter what. It's not about the person, it's about the results. And of course, the bully's going to use an imbalance of power. They're the boss, could be on the playground, they're bigger, they're stronger. Now, when you look at bullying, it could be a physical or psychological harm to another person. They might be trying to harm the project, the company, the group. They don't care, it's all about them. And when you feel bullied or backed into a corner by an aggressive person, there's usually some type of discomfort, some type of fear. And there's usually a pattern or history of this. It's not just a one-time thing. It's happening again and again. Now, why do people bully? Why are people aggressive, intimidating, threatening in your face? Let me give you a few reasons. It helps you understand how to deal with this type of person. It could be their environment. They grew up that way as a child or the environment they're in right now where they were bullied. They were intimidating. It's the only thing they really know. They have a low self-esteem. And when people have a low self-esteem, you need to have a low self-esteem and they're going to push you down because it makes them feel better. Some people bully, intimidate because they're missing some filters, right? They just don't know what the social norm is. It's worked in the past and they keep using it. They just don't know that it's wrong to be aggressive, to bully, or even sexually harass people. They're missing some filters. And most of these people have an inflated sense of their own importance, that they're the best, that they're the smartest. It's usually a product of compensating for something or low self-esteem. And I've noticed, too, it's just lack of tools. See, most of these bullies are in position of power. They're over their victims. They just don't have any tools. They tried to be nice. They tried to use uh, the data dump. They tried to be polite. It didn't work. And the only other tool is to be mean, back them into a corner, be aggressive, use threats. 
That's what usually happens. And some of them have got to the point to where they just use that tool first. The other tools haven't worked in the past, so they're just going straight to in your face, do it or you're fired, be aggressive. That's just how they are. Or straight to bullying. They're going to make you do it because they're the boss. Now, there are different types of bullying. At least I don't know what type you're talking about. There's the verbal bullying where there's the name calling, they're rude, they're using threats. They don't respect your time. Or even worse, the silence. They're just ignoring you. They're not even responding to your questions or denying you praise. This could be showing disrespect. Maybe they're mimicking you. Could be out into the verbal category. There's the social or cyberbullying where they're hurtful comments that are posted. They're posting or sharing embarrassing photos or videos of you. A lot of times you see this in groups. They gang up on one person. They toss out rumors through text, emails, or social media, or even socially just around the office or wherever you work. Then there's the passive-aggressive bully. They're nice to you. You think they're friends, then they attack behind your back. They might roll their eyes during a meeting when you come up with an idea. You also see the mean gossip, the sarcasm at your expense, and they'll They'll quickly retreat. Oh, I was just kidding. You know, they weren't. Their goal is to make you feel insecure. And this person likes to tease. And you got to realize, and I learned this the hard way, is that some people just can't handle teasing. I grew up with teasing with family and friends and poking fun. And we all had fun. We all laughed. People that didn't grow up with that, it could be a cultural thing or a family thing, they can't handle it. We've had a variety of exchange students over the year, and it's amazing. Some can really... Handle the teasing and tease back, and some just get offended, and they're hurt, and they can't believe you said something so mean. So you got to be aware of that, too, that sometimes a difference in background and a difference in culture can trigger this, even though it was not the intent. Then there's physical bullying. Oh, that's easy. Hitting, rude hand gestures, raising your fist like they're going to strike you, throwing objects. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that one. If that's happening to you... It is time to leave whether you like your job or not. When you feel physically threatened, you need to leave or report it. So let's talk about some tools. Let's talk about five different tools you could do to handle this bully, this, this aggressive, intimidating, or difficult person. First one is confidence. You got to stand your ground. See, bullies and aggressive people lose their power when you keep your power. You can win them over with your strong presence. Maybe the strong case that you make. Because don't play the victim. Because if you play the victim, you're going to get more of this because it's working. Just like teasing. Why did we tease growing up? Because you want a reaction. Bullies are the same way. Aggressive people are the same way. When they sense a little blood, a little weakness that they're getting to you, it's just going to increase. Another thing you can do to give you confidence is prepare for the encounter. Role play or visualize it. They're going to say something mean and negative. How are you going to handle it? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Can make a big difference. Another thing also to give you confidence is to decompress, meaning when the emotions are high, it's not a time to attack back. It's not a time to address it and deal with it. Maybe you need to wait, let the emotions fade on both sides, then address it. The second one is demeanor, using unemotional language, keeping your body language unemotional. Now, this could be challenging, especially when those emotions hit, but when they sense they're intimidating you, they're getting to you, like we talked about the teasing, it's going to increase. Because most bullies back down at the first sign of resistance. And so if they're showing that you're resisting them or you're ignoring them, it's not getting to you, just like I talked about with the teasing, then it will decrease. Third one is call them out. But don't attack them. Just call them out. When they're being intimidating or aggressive or difficult or they're starting to bully, you just say, 
Hey, you crossed the line. That was inappropriate. What's your intent here? Or maybe silence with strong eye contact. Let them know it's not getting to you. Or maybe if they make a joke about you, you laugh with them. Oh, that didn't work. Or rude comment. Pretend you didn't hear or you say, I've heard that one before. Or if they make a sarcastic or a lame compliment or comment, say, thanks, I appreciate it and move on. It didn't have the sting, so they'll quit stinging you. Four, this one helps me a lot, is intent. Try to understand their intent. Are they trying to make up for a weakness? Are they frustrated with something? Do they have a lack of tools? Something going on at home? Is it just pure low self-esteem and insecurity? Maybe it's the Peter Principle, where they feel insecure in their job. Peter Principle is where you're promoted to incompetence, right? And so they know that you're probably better than them, and they're going to attack you and push you down. And when you look at them in that light and know that they're attacking you because how they're feeling inside, you feel a little sorry for them, and it changes the emotional level and how you react. And the final one, avoidance. Change your schedule. Don't eat lunch at the same time, whatever you need to do. Or travel in packs. They're less likely to attack you or bully you when you're with a group of people. Or to my entrepreneur friends or salespeople out there, fire them. If they're that difficult to work with, maybe it's not worth your energy to deal with them. That's kind of a new trend. Look, I'm going to fire you. I don't like you as a client. You're too difficult to work with, and you're not that profitable, so you're fired. <laughs> Watch you come back. No, I'll be better. I'll be nice. Or just fire them. Get rid of them. It's not worth it. Now, sometimes there's repercussions to that, but maybe it's something to think about. It's not worth the emotional toll that it's taking on you. So how do we persuade this aggressive could be a dominant personality, a difficult personality, a bully. Well, they like to be in charge. They like to compete. Sometimes they call it the forcing style. This is the type of person that's always pursuing goals. Remember, the, the goals and results are more important than the person. doesn't matter who they step on. They're going to win. This is a game. There's a winner and a loser. They're going to get their way. They're going to keep pressing their points until people are tired and agree. They could use threats, insults, be demanding assertive, maybe even domineering. So again, how do we persuade this type of person? Well, let me give you some do's and don'ts. When you are with this type of person, do focus on the issues. I would create alternative solutions or options. This type of person wants to make the decision, so let them make the decision. You don't care. Come up with two or three options. You don't care which one they choose. They all win for you, but they feel autonomous. They made the decision. They're the decision maker. They're the boss. Go ahead. You could lead them down the path, give them a couple options. They feel like they made the decision, but the reality is you helped them make the decision. You persuaded them. That is a great one. That one tool alone will be very helpful to you. Let them make the decision. Create a few options. And while you're doing this, stay composed. Stick to the agenda. Don't get sucked into their tangents. And remember, focus on those issues. So some don'ts. Well, some things that will make it worse. Don't get defensive. Don't get intimidated. Don't let them know that it's getting to you. Don't return their arrogance. Don't have a measuring competition. It's not going to help you out. And a big don't is don't back them into a corner. Don't prove them that they're wrong, that they're stupid, that they're a bully. I mean, there's a time and place for that. But if it's a time to persuade, this is just going to get instant resistance. You're going to get them to attack you and they're going to find every reason not to do what you're trying to get them to do. And Lisa, one final thing I would add here too is just lots of questions. Lead them down the path where they're persuading themselves. Why is that important to you? Have you tried that before? What are the strengths and weaknesses of that? Any reason you think it wouldn't work? Why do you think it would work? And just keep asking the questions. Keep probing. Become the consultant. 
Let them know that you're on their side. And through those questions, they're persuading themselves. And that's the perfect thing that you need to do with this type of person, this type of personality. So, Lisa, we'll send you your access to InfluenceUniversity.com. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Please hit like, hit share, tell your family, friends, and enemies. You can find us at YouTube. Every week I do a video that supersizes what I talked about on the podcast. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Share the podcast on social media. I really appreciate that. Also, the special this week is persuasive presentations. How do you deal with a different type of audiences, especially when the whole audience is difficult to work with? There are certain tools and techniques that you need to use. You can find that at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. With that, take what we talked about today. Apply just one of the things. Make it part of you. Put it in your influence toolbox. And it's inevitable. It'll happen. You'll be able to persuade with power. 